So this is about Amber. Hi, I'm Laura Lotus, and my podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Thanks for tuning in. I'm actually making a YouTube video right now as I'm looking at um, Amber's chart, and I tried to give myself only 30 minutes, but I'm probably going to go over, so I will just take it up with the podcast at that time. Um, But what I'm looking at is Mars return, and so in one month, in a day or so, Amber, you are going to have July 13th, 2020, your Mars, your natal Mars is conjunct your regular Mars. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at what are the qualities of your Mars. Um, first of all, your Mars is sextile Jupiter. That is a gift. Anytime there's a sextile, that's, that's a gift. So we're going to go to Astrology King. Um, transits and it does transits and natal I need why do I have a bookmark like I need to learn how to use bookmarks because astrology king is like he's my number one but you know what it is is it this is not my This is not my computer because I'm working on my husband's computer because he had to bring his work computer from home, which I'm not complaining. I appreciate everything. How to read transits in your chart. Hmm, I should I should read that. That'd be interesting. Astrological transit transits, a beginning guide. I need to read this stuff. This would be so much fun. How to work and understand transits, the grounded mystic. I have not looked at any of this shit. I've just taught myself basically. Um, but I'm just gonna go to Astrology King. Bitch, oh my cow. Astrology King, Astrology King, and I'm going to search, and I'm going to do one of, so she has Mars, Sextile, Jupiter, and that's natal for Amber, Mars, Sextile, Jupiter, also we're going to have this, it looks like we're going to have it on June 20th, huh? Interesting. So you have it natally, and we're also about to have it. So we're all about to feel Mars sextile Jupiter. This is very interesting. So Mars sextile Jupiter natal gives strength, courage, honesty, and generosity. Oh, okay. So natal means that this is um this is Amber, like she's born this way. You are the person who gets things done, while others, and that's that would be true of an Aries rising as well. While others procrastinate, make excuses. You use your initiative to tackle any task with energy, enthusiasm, and optimism. This is an aspect of successful actions. Also, even more so because this is in your first house. You should be physically strong with excellent recuperative powers. You love to compete and are a good team player, whether in sport or business. You can be assertive while maintaining harmony and would make a good leader. Good timing and instincts make risk-taking one of your many strong points. This is the main reason that Mars sextile Jupiter is considered to be one of the luckiest aspects in astrology. What? And it's in your first house? This is awesome, Amber. This makes up for the three squares that I'm about to tell you about that have to do with your Mars, too. So what we're doing is we're describing your Mars. Like, what makes your Mars specific to you? Besides that, Mars is your chart ruler because your Aries rising and Aries is ruled by Mars. Yes. And progressions, as far as this year, your chart ruler for the year is, she's in a Scorpio. Actually, Mars is your chart ruler for for the year as well. If Mars, I'm pretty sure, 
But is Mars rule Scorpio? I need to get my freaking posters in here. So one thing I did is I ordered through the podcast, um, through the astrology podcast, all their educational posters, whatever. And it shows me these things really easy at a glance. Oh, yep. Wow. Mars and Pluto. Oh my gosh, Amber. Yes. Okay. I, a wish to help others and be useful gives you a good reputation. While you, while being bold and strong, you will usually only turn aggressive when threatened. Like most things in life, you should be victorious in any fight and will rise quickly up the ranks in the military. You have noble traits. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but like demilitarize the police and quit spending all your money on military. And then maybe we would be a little, have more of our needs met. So there wouldn't be as much crime. That was an aside from Laura Lotus. Um, you have noble traits and should be popular. There is nothing fake at all about your generous nature or bravado. You should find it easy to form relationships and love to experience all you can. This adventurous nature is just one reason others find you very attractive. Your strong sex appeal should be matched by an equally strong sex drive. Alright, so... Oh boy, my kid's going crazy. Mars, sextile, Jupiter, and it's gonna happen... For all of us, June 20th. So what I'm going to look at now and read is what does it feel like for someone who doesn't have this natally? Amber's really going to understand this vibe. You're going to be able to explain this vibe to anyone and really get it and feel it. And it's going to be amplified on that day. But here's the thing. Mars sextile Jupiter transit. Mars sextile Jupiter transit makes you feel strong and courageous. This is an ideal time to tackle any difficult task because there is an excellent chance of success. This transit's reputation for good luck is due to increased optimism, strong instincts, initiative, and a willingness to take risks. A strong competitive streak and heightened attractiveness make this a good time for sports, sex, and war. War? <laughs> Business dealings should go well and it will be easy to gain support from others, especially authority figures. This is a high energy transit suited to playing and working hard. See, we should take advantage of this. As a, as a, this is Laura Lotus speaking, as a society, as a whole, this Mars sextile Jupiter transit, which is going to be happening June 20th, which is going to be before, before, um, Amber has her Mars return, um, which is going to be a month later, but it says you're going to be oozing sex appeal and you'll be pretty eager yourself. New ventures begun now with a high chance of success. This applies to all areas of your life, but especially your love life. Being one of the best transits of all for dating. Okay. Okay. Holla at your girl. So I'm going to definitely share this. So Mars, sextile, Jupiter, best for dating. Um... So people who, other people who have this natally, like you, Amber, would be John Edgar Hoover, Drew Barrymore, Ali Sheedy, Queen Victoria, Fred West, Danny DeVito, Malcolm Fraser, Serena Williams, Reginald and Ronald Cray, and Megan Fox, and Bill Cosby, Tiger Woods, and Napoleon Bonaparte. All right pretty sweet yeah so we're only gonna have this how many times looks like we have it about once a year oh we're not gonna have it again until february 2022 so we're gonna have it in june 
2020 and then not again until um, February 2022. Man, I need to donate some money to this guy. Actually, I should just become... I'm just going to set this down right now and maybe you could go and get off um, and and go subscribe to this guy if you use his thing because I totally use his... It's like a... Like I need a book of it. <laughs> hey, so I'm back and... I'm still looking at Amber's chart, and I'm making up an email, Amber, and I'm um, sending you um, links. Um, there's a link about Mars return on astro.com I sent you a link to, and then I sent you a link to the Mars sextile Jupiter natal and transit um, page on Astrology King. And I also screen grabbed for you your the chart of your natal aspects. So that's going to be the chart where it has all the planets across the top. And it's kind of like in a little stair step kind of table. And it shows you, um, you know, okay, so for example, your moon is square, your Venus. And so on your moon, you go in that, in that column and you look to the right where you see Venus. And then there's a little square there. And that means that that's a challenge. Um, but I'm looking at what is actually active in your chart and going to be active very soon. Um, so the chart that I'm sending you a screen grab of with the degrees it has on the left side, it has the blue. That is the degrees that's natally, that's you, that's all the time. Okay. So it has all the planet on the left and I, this is where I want to make a YouTube channel and I want to figure the freak out how to share my screen. Um, I feel like this would really step up my game of being able to explain people what I'm saying. Um, and then on the right side in the green is going to be the current transits. But for this specific screen grab, it's actually the transits for a month from now, which is July 13th, 2020. So when I'm looking at July 13th, 2020, I'm seeing that um, Mars is at 8 degrees Aries. Um, well, uh, excuse me. Yes, Mars is at 8 degrees Aries. And also, bam, your natal chart is at 8 degrees of Aries. Your Leo, 8 degrees... Um, I don't think that affects this Mars at all, but one thing I'm trying to, I want to put out there is that I want to figure out what your chart natally means before we start talking about Mars return. Like how, what is your Mars even like besides that your Mars is the ruler of your chart, um, and also your chart ruler for the year or time Lord and um, is very prominent in your first house, your Aries rising. That's that's why that's your time lord because the way um, not time lord um, chart ruler because the way we figure out our chart ruler is to look at what your first house is and who the ruler of that sign is. So her first house is Aries. So everyone who has Aries rising, their chart ruler is Mars. So that means Mars goes over the whole thing. What's so funny is how like adorably Mars you are, Amber. Because I would not have guessed this about you by looking at you. And I'm not going to question that because I feel like people um, do and say the same type of thing about me. So it's like, hey, who cares if people can't figure it out, figure you out? That's their problem. So I'm looking at these and I'm looking and I see the 8 degrees Mars. Oh, I was going to see it. It's Venus. Venus is going to be square to your Mars. And... Yeah, Venus is square, but we need to see what, that's what I'm saying. Ho, ho, hold on. Um, okay, 
I'm looking at your chart and you're about to have a Mars return. That means that Mars, Mars is currently in Pisces, but right now I'm looking at your chart a month ahead of time. And so in a month ahead of time, those, those, um, numbers that I grabbed, that's what a month ahead of time is going to be. And it's going to be right there at eight degrees. And you know what else is at eight degrees for you natally is Venus in, in, um, in Leo. So Venus is actually trine, right? Venus is trine. Yeah. So Venus is trying your, your Mars. And what is Venus going to be doing at that time? Venus, Venus is at uh, transiting at 10 of Gemini. 10 of Gemini, 10 of Gemini, Gemini. Venus will be transiting at 10 of Gemini. So that really won't affect you. Um, that transiting Venus, but that Venus square. But here's the thing is that your Mars is naturally square your Chiron. And what I'm, what I'm telling you is that your Mars and your, uh, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to take a screen grab of. I'm about to take a screen grab of a picture of your actual wheel. And you're going to see the Mars is coming right on top of the other Mars. Um, and Chiron is sitting right there. Chiron has been sitting there because it's very slow, but you naturally have Chiron square your Mars. And so that's what I want to find out. What does Chiron square your Mars? What does that mean for you on an everyday basis? And by the way, in a year, a year, in a month, on July 13th, Mercury is going to be sitting right on top of your Chiron. And Mercury is like communication. Chiron is the wounded healer. So I'm not really sure what that means. Maybe expressing something. This is in the sign of cancer in your fourth house, which is like home, your home life. This is all fascinating. Thank you so much for letting me look at your chart. Oh my goodness. Also in a month, this is all of us, bitch, Saturn's going to be back in Capricorn. Oh, oh Lord, my God. Oh, breathe, babies, breathe. Okay, so I'm looking at Amber's natal Mars, and so then we're going to just understand the qualities that describe how Mars interacts with other things in her chart, what it's aspecting, that type of thing. And for her, Mars is like I have already said, sextile Jupiter, which I read in my YouTube video, companion YouTube video, um, which is at the same channel, Starsucker. Um, Mars square Neptune, and then Mars square Chiron, and then Mars square your MC. This is all for Amber Natalie. So I'm going to say Mars square Chiron. The thing that pops up says Mars square Chiron is one of the ultimate stuck aspects. People with this natal placement can glow with energy, but often they don't know what to do with it or are scared to do anything with it. All right. From victim to victor. That's what Astro Butterfly says. Astro Butterfly says, from victim to victor and awkward angel astro says, Mars aspecting Chiron natally indicates a deep association, association with the sacred warrior archetype. I'm interested. Interested. So I'm going to go to awkward angel astro. Um, Mars aspecting Chiron, Mars square Chiron. So, okay, so that's going to be, okay, natally. Mars aspecting Chiron natally. 
indicates a deep association with the sacred warrior archetype. Mars square, Chiron, creates a tendency to to try to avoid transmutation. The natives are very aware of the power of Chiron because of the square, and they develop all kinds of strategies for avoiding Uranian energy. Okay, is Chiron related to Urania, Uranus? Until they experience their Uranus opposition. This position is likely, is like the most of a, is, <laughs> this position is like the way most of us feel about going to the dentist. Mars is aggressive use of energy and Chiron is a breakthrough on the other side. So this native is being challenged to develop new and unusual strategies for living. Okay. Maybe that makes sense. But see, then down here it says Mars, Chiron square Mars. Here's another thing it says about Chiron square Mars. You will meet people in situations in which you have to be assertive, but you have to use your anger in the right way, which can be di very difficult. See, that's talking about a transit. We're not talking about transit. We're talking about what you're like when you were born. Yeah, Chiron square Mars. So I'm going to go back and see if, um, so Chiron square Mars, what about, okay, moon Pluto astrology unfold, unfolding like a poison, painful poison flower. Ooh. Let's see what it says. This is a long time ago. This is 2017. Mars square Chiron unfolding like a painful poison flower. Hmm. At Cafe Astrology. I don't know about that. Okay, I'm just Mars Square Chiron Natal. See, because um, Astrology King doesn't do Chiron. Not everyone does Chiron. So there's a Reddit um, talk. Here's something A Fool's Inclination. Okay, here's a YouTube video, and it's a black girl. Okay, her name is Sharla Sati. S-H-A-R-L-A-S-A-T-T-I. So, I don't know. It's a YouTube video. It's from 2017. Natal Chiron Aspects, AquarianAge.org. Interesting. Okay, this looks pretty good. It's by Brandy Jasmine. In the average chart, unless your client is actively involved in the psychic, holistic, or healing arts, you are going to be looking at Chiron as an indicator of early childhood issues, which affect and in some ways determine their physical and psychological well-being as adults. Chiron can be a bit of a blind spot with some folks and thus much be approached with tact and compassion. These are often sore spots, and there can be outright denial or rejection if you get too close to the truth. The opposite, the upside to Chiron is that when the placement is a relative in, in relatively good condition, there can be something of a blessing in disguise energy related to Chiron. One could lose a job, for example, and then discover that they are in the perfect place to start a new business. Or they could lose an abusive partner days before meeting someone they have rejected previously. 
healing ability. A prominent chiron can indicate the healing he, indicate healing ability. In general, the number of aspects between chiron and other, other planets indicates the degree of healing potential in a client, but you will find it is almost inevitable when chiron is close to its, its axis point, especially the ascendant or midheaven. Look at Neptune, Uranus, and the sign where chiron is placed to determine an all-over pattern of the client's healing skills. Damn, that is some advanced astrology right there. Okay, Chiron Venus. So you have Chiron. No, we're not looking at Chiron Venus. We're looking at Chiron Mars. Okay, Chiron Mars. Chiron Mars. If you want to discover the true meaning of the old phrase immo immovable object, the heck? Immovable objects meets irresistible force. Get in between this native and some goal they have in mind. This placement can be, can be described as a sacred warrior warrior archetype they are not afraid to pick up the sword in defense of others and they can be drawn to military careers what's the deal with military energy it's because of mars energy and intuition come together with a strong drive to take action to accomplish demonstrable goals in early life they may feel that their personal desires were challenged continually so they fight hard for their desires they do not count on others to come to their rescue these people tend to take on leadership positions but can become dictators if the placement is challenging if their desire to lead is thwarted they may become bitter and petty oh shoot all right <laughs> what other kind of chiron aspect i just want to check and see what other aspects you have to chiron so you have Chiron trine Pluto, Chiron opposing Neptune, Chiron opposing Uranus, Chiron square Mars, and Chiron trine Moon. Interesting. So these those are all native, um, those are all characteristics about you that describe you. Um, and I'm not going to go into them because even though that would help because the more you know about these, and I'll just tell you, I just listed them. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one more time. It's Chiron trine moon chiron square mars chiron opposing uranus chiron opposing neptune chiron trine pluto let's just look up chiron trine pluto see what kind of let's look at a gift for every challenge let's look at a gift chiron trine pluto See, I need to find someone who works well with Chiron. Well, actually, you know who does is um, Hummingbird Star. I've looked at the Dark Pixie Astrology before. Let me check out her page, what she says. Transits. To Chiron Transits to Natal Mars. Transit Chiron Sextile or Trine Transit Chiron sextile or trine natal Mars can be helpful for driving you to work. Transit Chiron sextile or trine? Driving you to work on healing from your wounds and letting go of baggage. And you can feel more energized to do so. Transit Chiron square or in opposition to natal Mars can make your wounds and baggage more difficult to deal with, causing irritability, erratic behavior, and greater frustrations and confrontations. A conjunction can show a period where you can be extremely driven to focus on your wounds and baggage, and the more you do, the more energy you can have, whereas if you don't, you can be drained energetically. All right? And that's supposedly you natally. And then you also are square... Sorry. I didn't... When I said that's you natally, I... 
Not all of that, of what I just said. So you are a square. So it makes your wounds and baggage more difficult to deal with. Irritability, erratic behavior, greater frustrations and confrontations. And then I'm going to look at your natal Chiron trine Pluto. Yeah. Yeah. So Chiron trine Pluto. This is, oh, this would be if it's a transit. Transit Chiron to natal Pluto. That's not what's about to happen to you. You you were born with it. You were born with it. Chiron trine Chiron, trying, Pluto, Nato. See, I'm 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 coming up against a a place because I don't. There are no resources for me, um, like online resources for me to learn this. So it sounds like I need to read a book or um, take a course on Chiron. I'm in the middle of a Chiron um, transit myself. Like, actually, I'm in the middle. I'm coming up on my Chiron returns. So, I haven't even looked at that. Let me see what Chiron returns is. Chiron returns. Well, what does that say? The Chiron return happens to anyone from ages 49 to 51, lasting over a two-year period of time. In this planetary return, when the planet returns to its natal position... Yeah, what about it? Six great tran transits. Ask astrology com. Chiron return. Chiron is the wounded... Okay, this is askastrology.com. Chiron return. Chiron is the wounded healer. And where it resides in your chart is where you have your spiritual wound to experience and heal in this lifetime. In mythology, Chiron was an Im immortal centaur, upper head arms of a man, lower body, that of a horse who was a master healer. He was wounded by a poison arrow accidentally shot by Hercules, but because of his immortality, he could not die. Eventually, he trades his immortality to free Prometheus and be freed from his suffering. Astrologically, this point posits the idea through wounding, we seek healing, and in the process, learn a great deal about our spiritual path. Chiron was a unique orbit that takes it inside Saturn and outside Uranus, Discovered in 77, the same year that the internet was quote-unquote born, Chiron was Chiron also represents a bridge between the inner planets, the ones visible to the naked eye, and the outer planets, which represent the unseen energy of human existence. It takes Chiron 50 years to return to its same degree in your chart. But due to its unusual orbit, it does not spend roughly four plus years in a sign consistently. Recently, its journey through Pisces lasted eight years to 2010 to 2018. It's currently in Aries, yeah. When Chiron transits, six great transits of your lifetime. A Chiron transit represents an opportunity to address a wound or do healing work. Clients who see me during a Chiron transit are usually addressing a wounding issue and healing work associated with the point being transited by Chiron. And for you, that's in your first house. That's actually you. The deepest wounds and strongest healing work are, are especially profound during major aspects of this transit. The major aspects include the conjunction, Chiron on top of another point, the square, Chiron 90 degrees from another point, and the opposition, Chiron 180 degrees from another point. 
When Chiron conjuncts, it merges with the point in the same sign and house, and in essence works to heal, strengthen, and optimize that point's energy, similar to eating healthy food and getting a boost of good nutrition. If Chiron squares a point, then it performs more its wounding energy to create a balance to healing. And if Chiron opposes, then the work involves bringing something out of balance into balance through healing process. Okay, I didn't mind that description. Chiron return. That was by Philip Young, PhD, and that's on askastrology.com. I'm going to see, I'm going to click on the six great transits of your life. What is a transit? Cool. I like this. It's education, basically. So a conjunction of merging energies, a square is conflicting energy, opposition is balancing energy, trine is supporting energy, in conjunct or quincuct, Kunks is disrupting energy. I'm not really sure much about inconjunct and quincunks. Um, sextile is collaborating energy. Semi-sextile is potential energy. And quintile is expressing energy. Dang. I just work with conjunctions, squares, oppositions, trines. And yeah. Oh, and sextiles. That's all I have so far. <laughs> Returns, squares, and oppositions. Okay. The six great transits. Your Saturn return. Saturn return is from ages 27 to 29. Six great transits. This, maybe this will be six great transits. Your Saturn returns between the ages of 27 to 29. Your Pluto square Pluto, the time of upheaval is 36 to 39. Oh Lord, that's also when I went through my um, perimenopause. Pluto is the point associated with transformation. Um, which is designed to emerge during, and then, and then my Uranus op opposition in 42 to 44. Neptune square, Neptune. This is the fog of life, um, 38 to 42. And yeah, I'm just going through it all. And then Uranus opposes Uranus, the wake up call, 42 to 44. And then Chiron return is 49 to 51. Second Saturn return, becoming the wise woman or man. That's 56 to 58. Wow. Yeah. Those are all so interesting. I need to um, look at my own chart again and be reminded of what kind of... Okay, I don't know if I'm done with, with um, Amber or not. Amber, let me know if you have questions. I feel like I could go on and on and look deeper and deeper into your chart, but I may have touched. The main thing is you do not have... Mercury activating your chart right now. And so Mercury in retrograde isn't going to affect you as badly. But Mercury in retrograde affects everyone because if anyone's affected, then we're all affected, right? So if one person is affected, technologically speaking, then really there it's it's a domino effect and a lot of people could be affected. So try to get all of your stuff done, y'all, before the, I think it's something like the 18th because I don't have my calendar in here. Uh, I will get it in here soon. My husband bought me some sticky, sticky blue tacky stuff so I could do that. Um, but yeah, I think it's the 18th, like Thursday, June 18th is when Mercury's going retrograde. Anyway, it is next week, whatever the case is. All right. I'm sorry this is long, if it is. Okay. Bye.